Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at 57th, The Sky and Tea, Excel Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome to December. There is no shortage of arts and entertainment events this month. I will be taking the last Thursday of the month off, but we still have two more episodes after this one. Before we get to the new year, this episode features Old Town Dinner Theater's artistic director, John Bowe. He tells us about their production of Every Christmas Story Ever. Then Janice Gilbert makes her first appearance on the show. She'll be performing in this month's live and local event at the Washington Pavilion. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Whatever you're drinking and whatever you're drinking it out of might very well be determined by where and when you're listening. My choice, here in the studio, a Jasper Newton. That's Jack Daniels Diet Coke with a lime. For you, whether it's a cup of coffee, glass of milk, mug of beer, cocktail, glass of wine, or flute of champagne, lift it high and toast to the amazingly pleasant, even record-breaking weather we've been having. A week into December and no snow on the ground. Good temps predicted yet for the next week, so thank you, Mother Nature, we toast you. The Weekend Eve Toast, brought to you by the Sky in Tea. The Sky provides all caps fun. That is best had with friends. Have fun playing darts, shooting pool, listening to great live music from local musicians. Have fun singing at karaoke. Hey, you need some extra room? You're going to have a company party or there's a benefit going on? Well, the Sky's back room fits the bill. No matter what's going on at the Sky, it's local and it's lively. Honorable mention. What over the past week made Dave laugh, guffaw, chuckle, chortle, giggle, smile, or maybe even shed a tear of joy? Oh, oh my. In ho, 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 my. The Midtown Coffee Radio Hour's Christmas show last Thursday was fantastic. Even though I didn't get to host it, Santa Claus did. Did a great job, by the way. And uh, Midtown will now be on a winter hiatus, but will return with a show in March. Coming up later in the show, we hear from Janice Gilbert, but up next, John Bowe on the Dave Holly Hour. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics, inside Oscar's mini storage. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items, too. TJS Ceramics offers classes, special open studio nights, and completed ready-to-purchase items. This studio time or painting parties are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in person 
Kitchen today or email tjsceramics at gmail.com for more details. Are you an artist? Need some funding to further your art? There's a great opportunity for you through a Sioux Falls Arts Council program. The Artist Microgrant program gives away several microgrants to local artists, no matter what art discipline you're in. Unlike more traditional grants, a microgrant is very easy to apply for. Go to artssuefalls.org. If you haven't done so yet, create a listing on the artist directory, which is beneficial in its own way. Then go to the Artist Microgrants page and apply online. The process is simple. Find out more about the Sioux Falls Arts Council as well online at artssuefalls.org. Arts and entertainment lovers, you hit the mark. It's the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, yes, I'm going to start the conversation like I always do. It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. You know, it's always great to have new folks on, but it's always great to bring back some of the favorites. And with this gentleman, that is the case, my friend John Bowe. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Thank you. Glad to hear that. You've been very busy, too. And not just at, uh, you know, directing plays and, you know, doing all, everything else that you can down at Old Town Dinner Theater. But uh, you've been dropping weight like crazy over the past couple of years. Yep. And you look fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Man, I'm jealous. Uh, because, you know, you've lost even another 30 since August, you were telling me. Yep. Wow. Good for you. Yep. Yeah, it was something where I, uh, about four years ago, I went into the doctor and had high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to put me on medication and uh, he's like, we'll come back in two weeks and, you know, we'll assess and, and go from there. So right then I was like, well, I, I don't want to go on blood pressure, pressure medication right. yet. You know, at the time I was 36. Um, so I, you know, started first walking every day and then transitioned over to swimming and, you know, started watching what I ate. And it's been, uh, it's been just a gradual weight loss over about four years. And yeah. Yeah, I'm down to my seventh grade weight, uh, wow. which, you know, pretty heavy for a seventh grader, but it feels pretty right. good right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, because I had lost uh, quite a bit of weight over again, just like you, four years of time. And that's the best part. Stays off this way. Oh, yeah. The yeah. milk and chicken diet. I, yeah. I heard it called. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you remembered. All right. Well, let's talk about why you're here. You are the uh, artistic director at Old Town Dinner Theater. And, of course, you've got uh, right now your holiday play going, uh, Every Christmas Story Ever. And uh, it's already underway, but uh, you guys always do such nice long runs that I I think that I'll actually see it in 2024. Oh, wow. Yeah, because there's this guy in a red velvet suit that's kind of busy this time of year. But uh, I understand that uh, it uh, has gone great guns so far. Yep. Uh, We just finished opening weekend, Mm -hmm. and... uh, all the audiences loved it. I always get nervous with audience participation because you never know True. if people are going to want to do it or yeah. if no one's going to want to do it. But so far, <laughs> every night we've had a list of people and haven't gotten to oh, let everyone do that's it. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. All right. So we got audience participation, but you've got a pretty solid crew uh, in this one, too. Tell us about the cast. Oh, yeah. It's a three-person cast, mm-hmm. so they all play many roles. Right. Um, and it's just a unique group. I don't think I've... I, well, I know I've never had all of them in the same show together, Okay, but I've worked with all of them at one point or another. Right. And it's just this fun, unique group where they 
I wouldn't say they're typecast, but they all they all really fit into the role that they were cast. Okay, um, and uh, so tell us about the roles and who's playing them. Oh, uh, we've got Ryan Harrison. Um, he's his character is very uh, I don't know innocent and childlike, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of rehearsals he'd throw out jokes left and right, you know. And I mean, they, they we didn't keep them all, but every now and again, I'd be like, oh no keep doing that like like i know you were just messing around but yeah yeah. and then uh emily dykstra or well i guess emily sharp Sharp. yeah i'm never gonna get used to that i've known her as emily dykstra (laughs) for so long uh she uh plays the more uh, level-headed serious character um who i mean throughout the show still gets to do fun and funny things Mm -hmm. but but her base character is a little more uh She's trying to convince Ryan to be more adult-like. And then uh, Megan Holzmer, she's kind of their uh, their middle ground, trying to bridge the gap between right. the two. And so, yeah, it's been a fun group. They, I don't know if Ryan and Megan knew each other before this, but uh, I know the other everyone else knew or worked with each other before this. Right. So it was a nice, easy transition. For the, for the trio, though, to be together. Yep. Excellent. And how many characters each do they get? Who? That. I'm not sure, but it's many, um, mm-hmm. you know, more, 10 plus for each of them. So, yeah. well, you know, I was at a, a show uh, last weekend and uh, I get this text and says, uh, you're killing it. It was on your opening night. And I thought, gee, I didn't see that person here. <laughs> and then I realized later on after I got home, she was at your show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there is a, a, a surprise local a uh, person that does some voice work in the show, correct? Yes. Oh, it, yeah. It's outstanding. It's <laughs> normally with stuff like that, I'll I'll record it, or you know, my stage manager will record right. it. But uh, during one of the first rehearsals, uh, we were just like, we got to get Dave. <laughs> Dave would be perfect for these. Well, I enjoyed doing it. Uh, I I did have to uh, contact my sister on a couple of pronunciations and so forth. I was I was close on. Uh, well, I knew some of them just wasn't positive about them. Uh, but then there was one that absolutely had no idea about. And then she didn't even at first. And then she looked it up and found it. So that's how that all came out perfectly. <laughs> we got to give credit where credit is due. She's an English, well, retired English teacher. Uh, so that always helps out. But what is the most fun about this particular show? Because you guys always put on such great stuff and, and humor filled but uh, what is it about this particular show that you liked when you were reading it to determine if you'd do it? Well, uh, just how, how quickly it goes from one thing to the next, because they're trying to get so many Christmas stories in. Mm-hmm. So there's never a lull. There's never uh, an exposition dump like some shows. It's it's here's the pertinent information delivered in a funny way. And and yeah, it uh, there's a few moments like the Thanksgiving Day Parade and uh, and then uh, when they're doing a Christmas Carol in the second half that I just laughed out loud and like, oh, just picturing it. And I'm like, that right. would be great. Did you already have an idea as to who would uh, play these roles? Or when auditions came around, did you have to go, ooh, it's going to be a tough lot? Oh, I had, I had no idea. Uh, I didn't know who was going to audition. Christmas is always iffy, you know, because uh, people have so much going on. Right. I, I There's there's never, a, this person will always show up to audition. So going into it, I'm just like, I, all I know is I need three strong actors. And I mean, I only had, I think I want to say 10 or 12 people audition, mm-hmm. but they all could have been in it. Right. I mean, uh, they were all very strong for their own reasons. And then even when 
uh, one of my auditions I had to do outside of my regular audition. And I had Andy, my stage manager, and Megan, uh, the executive director. Mm -hmm. They read the other two parts during the audition. And at one point, I was like, I could use these three. <laughs> like, they're all great. And speaking of Andy, I have to give a shout out to both Andy Steinhaus and Randy Rude. Uh, oh. Randy, uh, he's our lighting designer, and he killed it. Absolutely yeah. killed it. When doesn't he? Oh, I mean, I've, I've yeah. never experienced that. But, but uh this, I mean, he's done lights for me before, but most of our shows are fairly simple lighting wise, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of just lights up, lights down this there's 60 some light cues, just wow. this beautiful, uh, 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 attention to detail. Like when we're talking about the, they they talk about Christmas traditions in different countries. Uh, and we've got, uh, three Christmas trees that are lit up on stage. And during those, Randy lit up the trees with the colors of the flag of the country we're talking about. Oh, so sweet. You might, you might not notice it, but it's there. And, and then Andy, uh, I mean, this show is a technical, I mean, I wouldn't say nightmare, but it's challenging, mm -hmm. um, between all the props and costumes right. and cues and everything. And from day one, Andy just killed it. Like I, I've worked with Andy a number of times now as my stage manager. And I mean, if I had my way, he would, be my stage manager permanently yeah uh and not only that though but uh when you do have a show that has that much and you've only got three in the cast that are already working on playing different characters throughout they really got to have all that uh, timing and uh, the blocking and everything else down uh to make all of those things not just be funny in terms of the words but be funny in terms of the actions too mm -hmm. oh yeah well well yeah that's just it when you're trying to throw on a costume real quick and, and have to come out and nail the timing. Uh, Ryan's got a couple of costume changes where, you know, it's, it's a, cause there's a lot of just costume pieces, but he's got a couple where he's almost full costume. One thing has to get to full costume, another thing <laughs> and out there and in character. And, and yeah, he gets it every time. Well, and there've been a couple of times during uh, dress rehearsals where he didn't get his costume fully on. And it was still <laughs> like, it was one of those things where I had to stop and go, should I have him do that on purpose because it's really funny <laughs> or just keep the costume change as yeah. is? Uh, quite often, you know, when we get down to Old Town and we go to these shows and they're farces and, and uh, so forth, um, there seem to be a lot of doors revolving. Is that our situation again? Nope. Uh, well, we have two doors in this show okay. uh, that are used a little bit, but it's really more of a, We've got costumes and props stashed all around the stage, uh, whipping one thing off, throwing one thing, <laughs> off, thing on. There's a number of changes that happen just out on stage where it's mm -hmm. like vest and hat gone, throw on this you know, piece here, okay. and then we're, we're moving on. And, all right. And you said audience participation. What do you mean by that? Uh, this show, it's very light. So, I mean, people, I, I, I've been, been trying, that's been my pitch to anyone we ask that you you don't have to do a whole lot there's one part where you have one line and they hold up a big cue card for you and then another part where it's a game show where you just get asked yes and no questions so it's like i said it's pretty light you don't yeah. have to you don't okay. have to do a bunch of big acting but right because you know some people go in there a little timid mm -hmm. yeah but uh, i've also been at uh, some of the well i've been at many of the crowds that you've had there and uh i'm i'm sure somebody will always be in on that mm -hmm. yeah and it's uh, it's always uh, such a fun time down there uh and you know and i always like to say you kind of have always kind of found your bread and butter as to what is a big sell but yet by the same token 
it's uh, a great production and uh, presented in such a fine way. But, you know, speaking of the bread and butter, when it comes to Old Town Dinner Theater, I'm, I'm going to pitch this to you, too. I've pitched it to a few of your board members so far that uh, you need to rearrange the way that you do your, uh, your advertising for this. How would you like to have a great meal at the best restaurant in South Dakota and we'll throw in a free show? <laughs> <laughs> because as, as well as the, the plays and the production and the hits that you guys put on, that kitchen wow so good yeah so good well, and that's one thing i i always feel like i'm a little biased when i tell people how good i think the shows yeah. are but i have nothing to do with the food and it is awesome that it is every time homemade yes the um, whole works virgin is just amazing we we got so lucky when she just kind of showed up mm -hmm. uh, at the theater and yeah we we don't want to let her go ever <laughs> right and you know because that's what i tell people i say you know you go to a lot of uh community theaters around the area and if they're doing a dinner theater, it's catered by somebody. It's, uh, you know, maybe you're not even going to have nice plates and, mm -hmm. and things along that line. Uh, but that's so great. You sit down. You've got a great meal. You get to sit there and have a great show. You've got beer and wine available out there. And, of course, you always entice people by having uh, some drawings. Yep. And uh, so there's the, uh, reminders. There's, there's two per show, correct? Yep. Uh, well, there's three that actually three. get pulled. The first okay. one, the door prize, everyone's in on that. That, mm -hmm. that comes with the ticket. Um, and then uh, for that, you win a bottle of wine. Uh, but the raffle drawing, the first ticket drawn is our instant winner. And so you'll win either another bottle of wine, uh, an Old Town t-shirt, or uh, our 50-50, which is half the raffle money. Mm -hmm. uh, then the second name uh, goes into our grand prize grand drawing. Prize, right. We get one for each, each performance in that. So you have a one in 20 chance if you make it into that one. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, it's a, that's a bigger prize. Like this this show, we've got, uh, I believe it's, it's about $200 in gift cards from various places around Sioux Falls. Nice. Yeah. And what's a grand prize? That's the grand prize. That is the grand prize. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because I know you've uh, you've had some some fun stuff in the past and always oh, yeah. looking forward to oh, it. Yeah, we've had recliners. We've had uh, uh, KitchenAid mixers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you name it. If it's yeah. you know something people want, we'll we'll try to have it for our grand prize. Yeah, Mrs. Claus was hoping for the mixture that year, but oh, so was I. It's one of those things. I'm like, mom, dad, buy raffle tickets. Yeah. I want the mixture. You get the family involved down there too, don't you? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the first shows I directed down there, it was I well I was directing, and then my little brother and both my parents were mm -hmm. in it, and then Allison and I, my wife, uh, we started doing shows there together and did that for years and now my my kids have been in the last couple of kids camps, camps. yeah and and one even was uh you know helping out at the front yes front of the house yep recently. uh juniper she mm -hmm. uh she uh, was very strong-willed she mm -hmm. over the summer said she wanted to start helping out oh, and so nice. uh she's done that a couple of times and uh you know she's uh when we get we would get done with checking in front, she'd want to go back to the kitchen and help out. Wow. And so, uh, Keep her. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's something, especially once she gets a little older, uh, uh, and cause you know, it, to serve in the kitchen, 
you can be a minor as long as you're accompanied by your parent. Right. So once she gets a little older, I think she'll be down there a lot. Okay. Uh, and we should say happy birthday to her, shouldn't we? Yep. Yes. Today is her eighth birthday. Yeah. Oh, wow. Happy birthday, Jennifer. That's awesome. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I keep seeing your kids and they're just, you know, they're, first of all, they're growing up, but also the talent that they have. Uh, you know, obviously some of it comes naturally <laughs> being in a theatrical uh, family. But uh, what are you most surprised about by him? Uh, I am. Well, number one, I was surprised how much they wanted to do it because mm -hmm. that's something I've been very careful of because Not it's my pushing. passion. Right. I didn't want them to ever go, oh, theater again. <laughs> so like I said, I've been they've always known I've done it, but I've never pushed them to do it. And uh, actually, what I was probably most blown away by uh, when Jackson was auditioning for his first show at Eugene Field. Uh, he started practicing his audition so audition song and he's in the other room and I'm seeing the living room and I'm like, Oh my God. Like he always sang growing up and right. you know, it, was, it could hit it, hit it, you know, hit the notes and all that. But I'm like, he's really good. Like he's got a nice vibrato, especially <laughs> uh -huh. for, you know, a 10 year old that's, that's big. And like, like I said, just blown away. I mean, and Allison and I are both singers, so mm -hmm. I, I shouldn't be too surprised that he can sing, but I had never heard, heard him sing so well and so uh, very proud of him uh, yeah. and we've already seen them on the stage there but uh, i can't wait till the day that we see them on the stage during one of the uh you know season productions and so forth that'll be great uh and uh, speaking of the season what else is coming up yet uh well, the next show is death trap we actually have auditions next week the 12th and 13th mm -hmm. uh 6 30 at the dinner theater um that's a you know, murder mystery i'm sure you're familiar yep. uh it's also got some humor involved as well, which is what I, I really loved about it. I, I like to do something because we do a lot of comedy, but I like when we are able to do something different, but it's not so drastically different. Like, uh, I mean, I, I love a good drama, but if it's too heavy, I, I don't know that our patrons would be on board. Mm -hmm. So something like this where there's, there's real stakes, but there's some humor thrown in, uh, as well. So. And then uh, we're closing the season with Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. And that's a show I love. I, I was in it in high school. Uh, I was in it the last time the theater did it in 2007. And now I'm getting a chance to, to direct it. So I've been really excited for that. Well, I know that there's a lot of people already excited about uh, auditioning for it. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I, I, a lot of buzz about that. I think we're going to have a big turnout, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, and in fact, uh, and besides that, then I was just uh, uh, speaking with uh, Mr. Twister the other day, uh, Bob Anderson, oh, and yeah. uh, he and his wife uh, are season ticket holders down there, as are my wife and I, uh, and we're trying to find the right date that we coordinate and we'll be there at the same time. Uh, but he was like, oh, man, he says, I can't wait for Little Shop Wars. <laughs> it's like, well, they will do it up well, that's for sure. You always seem to. Uh, what's it take now for a community theater such as Old Town to continue to be viable? Uh, I mean, a lot of volunteer help. Um, and we've got a, a, a great board. You know, our board is a volunteer board, uh, but they also put in a lot of extra time. Mm -hmm. um, we just recently were part of the Parade of Lights, and that was I mean, myself and Megan and then volunteer board members. Um, uh, whenever we have projects over the summer, uh, painting the theater, um, all that stuff. Uh, it's, you know, we'll have other volunteers as well, but volunteer board members. So really the board and our volunteer base are huge. I mean, the, the grant money is needed. The, mm -hmm. you know, 
the unfortunately the tickets keep having to go up in price because the rights and the food right. and everything keeps going up in price but uh we could not survive with all the help from both the board and the volunteer base yeah you know one of the other things i love about uh, you guys is in your uh playbills you also have uh quite often a wish list uh and you know, because we already uh, help contribute down there uh, with season tickets and some advertising. But I love getting that and going, hey, you know what? I got the money to be able to do that for these guys right now. And I always love seeing that, that there's, you know, such fun things uh, that, you know, most people would not think of as just a patron going in. You know, they look for who's uh, in it and what the role looks like and things like that. Uh, and then I'll start to peruse a little bit of the advertising. But I, I think that that is such a great little thing to throw in there that, oh, we need a sander, you know? Yep. <laughs> and people don't think of that stuff, that you would need that. Uh, so it's always great that you have many ways to contribute uh, for that. Well, yeah, and it's nice because there's some things like we, uh, a couple of years ago, I put a wood lathe on there. You know, mm -hmm. just they're they're fairly expensive, not something that, you know, the theater would generally buy but something that i think i could you know have some fun with uh may you know just do some more detailed set work and you know one of those things that i'm like i don't know that we'll ever get it but then during the last show we had a guy come it was his first time down there and he was like i've got this wood lathe in my garage that i never used do you want it oh wow and so like things like that too where you can look at the yeah. wish list and be like i have one of those laying around that i never use i'll just give it you know, give it to the theater so it can get some use. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about the acting career of John Bow? You've been busy uh, doing so much uh, directing and, of course, being the artistic director there uh, as a full-time position. But what about you getting back on stage? Well, um, so I've the last few years, I've been in about one a year. Right. Um, I don't have any plans for this season, but... Uh, three years ago, I also didn't have any plans of being in one and then had you know, to, had to. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, like I said, I don't have any plans this season, but it's also something too, where, um, I, I really treasure the time that I have with my kids, especially, I mean, right. as fast as they're growing yeah. up and all that. And so I think once they're a bit older and, you know, they have their friends and their lives and, you know. I know that what if I'm home at night, they'll be gone doing something else. I think I'll be a little more apt to get back up there. Oh, and, true, but but yeah, right now it's it's kind of that you know, uh, family work and then being on stage is that you know kind of mm -hmm. comes after both of those. So yeah, well, whenever it uh, works out, we we look forward to seeing you back on stage, uh, and uh, because I have acted with you just a couple of times, man, did we have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do it again. I, I, yeah, we will. We should get Tony and Tina's going sometime. That that was a blast. Yep. Tony and Tina's was excellent. And uh, Finnegan's Farewell. Yes. Oh, <laughs> man, loved that. It's always fun to play a drunken priest. Yeah. <laughs> and gosh, your dad's done that too, Ed. Oh, he's done it even more than I have. Uh, <laughs> he's got it down. <laughs> oh, it just runs in the family. Yeah, so, Jackson, see what you have to look forward to. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm going to be a drunken priest when I'm 21. <laughs> <laughs> what are you hoping uh, continues uh, for Old Town? You know, what are some bigger aspirations yet? Uh, just growing and expanding, uh, especially our uh, uh, the shows we can do. 
Uh, I mean, we're limited somewhat by our stage without mm-hmm. wing space or or a fly system. Right. Um, but we're also uh, somewhat limited because we want we want to appeal to our audience while drawing in new people. So uh, there's some certain boxes that have to get checked with each show that we pick. And over the years, we've been able to kind of open up to, you know, some shows that aren't right down the center of what uh, we normally do at Old Town, but they're really good shows and shows that actors want to do. And so I feel like we just keep expanding that more and more and hopefully getting to the point where we can do a more, uh, do a larger variety of things while still, while still holding, not disappointing anyone in the fan base. Are there enough good new playwrights out there to generate the types of shows you're looking for? It's tough because it's, I mean, I know there are some out there, but it's, it's one challenging thing I've found is that more modern playwrights use uh, more salty language. And that's something, I mean, we, we're okay with a little, Mm -hmm. um, but if, you know, if there's a bunch of F-bombs peppered throughout, it's. It, not gonna fly there no no so and it's been unfortunate because there have been some shows where i'm like this is really good but man the language yeah <laughs> so. uh and, and by the way one of the other fun things that i always love is uh, how you will work in local things I- into the script especially when aaron sharp uh and uh fox of the fairway um was trying to find a replacement and they say well what about aaron sharp no <laughs> He broke his back delivering presents. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Aaron's someone I've been working on for years. He he is the epitome of a Grinch for Christmas um, and because he's a UPS driver. And that's <laughs> their busy time and their hectic time and all that. But but I'm going to wear him down. I know I'm going to wear him down. I uh, This year, I got actually got him interested in a few Christmas decorations because he really likes chickens and the Steelers football team. Yeah. So I was like... Look at this. It's, they're these like yard decor, Christmas yard decorations, and it's a bunch of chickens like all in a line. And he's like, Oh, I kind of like that. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Keep working on it. Keep working <laughs> on it. Uh, all righty. Uh, before we get to the last two questions, which are always so fun, uh, we, we do have the sad note that uh, we lost a dear friend mm-hmm. this year, and uh, we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. Uh, but uh, Brian's passing, Brian Shipper, who was the Managing Artistic Director at uh, Mighty Corson, uh, passed away tragically in an accident. Uh, we saw each other at the uh, funeral. and uh, But uh, your thoughts on on how he made a mark? I mean, he was, I mean, he was the Mighty Corson art players. Uh, growing up around here, I heard of them, uh, but not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually worked a couple summers for them uh, for their kids camp. Uh, back in college and uh after brian showed up he really like put them on the map um started bringing in really good interesting shows and that not and i don't i don't know what they were doing before then um because i think he got their advertising in gear as well Mm -hmm. but uh every show i saw there i'm like i love this show like uh so i mean he had a uh a great eye for everything he did out there and my my first experience with Brian was actually, uh, he was my stage manager for the marvelous wonderettes. Yeah. Um, uh, he and Casey ring, the old executive director, right. uh, were good friends and, uh, needed a stage manager and, and Brian, uh, volunteered. 
And I mean, he just, like you said, even the, I just had a great eye, great ear. Like uh, we've always, our, our, especially our old microphone system was always not great as far as, you know, you've got uh, multiple people on this tiny stage, all mic'd up, you know, you're getting feedback and all mm-hmm. that. And I mean, he manned that board like, he was like a, you know, computer hacker where he's constantly <laughs> moving both hands around. Yeah. And, I mean, he just, everything he did, he threw himself fully into and uh, theater was, I mean, his big love. Yeah. And you no could doubt. tell that yeah. um, many times he'd come and watch a rehearsal and give me notes. And uh, I love, it's, we butted heads uh, a lot on our, our view of certain things, mm-hmm. um, you know, just an approach to the show. So he'd have his note and I'd think about it for a second. And then I'd tell him why we're doing it the way we are. And we'd have, it was, I mean, it never got out of hand, but there was Uh always this back and forth and it was, it was, and it was never like, that's a bad idea. It's like, that's a good idea, but it changes too much of what we're doing right now. The, you know, um, so in another world, or if I did this show again, I might, take it that route <laughs> and so i mean just on a professional level uh great guy to work with and then just really good friend yeah. i mean he he was never too busy if you needed to talk or needed him uh every time uh we had a show open uh sometime that day my phone would go off and there'd be brian wishing mm-hmm. us to break a leg and it's well, vice versa i know that you guys uh, you know chatted quite a bit and then uh, also, the fact that uh, he had done some work for you, you did some work for him, and you know, just a, a great collaboration that uh, the the community. We are so fortunate with what we have here for seeing things on stage, uh, and uh, I'm so thankful that uh, I get to uh, continue to talk to you from time to time, get you in here, and uh, talk about Old Town. It is uh, definitely one of our favorite places to go. Good. Uh, and uh, looking forward to seeing it. Let's see. I think we're on the uh, the Saturday in uh, 2024. The 6th. The 6th. Yep. That's when we'll be there. Uh, but all right. The traditional last two questions. And, of course, how you answer question number one determines whether question two gets asked. And uh, so when you are not involved in arts and entertainment, what do you like to be entertained by? Um, I would say, um, mostly my kids, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> any combination of, uh, Jackson likes to play video games, uh, Juniper, uh, well, so we'll play, you know, Mario party, Madden football, whatever he feels like playing, uh, Juniper, uh, tends to be a little more hands-on where I guess it's kind of arts related in that, uh, She's recently taken to directing. Um, she's, uh, if you ask her, I think she's got three shows she's working on right now. Um, one at with age her fr- eight. at age eight. <laughs> uh, one with her friends at school. One with the family uh, inv- involves the entire family except my brother Dave because she said he has to be the audience. So, uh, but no, I think uh, the last two years at kids camp, she's realized. That's the job with the power. I want that. Ah. Uh, Because, you know, she's been an actor in my kids' camp. And be like, okay, I need you to do this. And she'd be like, well, what if 
no, I'm the director. Listen to me. Just mm-hmm. do this, okay, honey? And she's taking that to be like, all right, then I need to be the director. She wants to be in charge. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Any other hobbies? Um, I still do a lot of 3D printing um, and 3D design. Uh, but, yeah, swimming. Um, that I, mean, I enjoy doing still. Like, it's it's something where... You know, if I can't swim, I'll go on a walk, but by the end of the walk, I'm done. Right. Swimming, once I get to the end of my, you know, 45 minutes, I could keep going, and it's just something I really enjoy. And uh, it is available to you year-round, whereas, you know, sometimes that walk might be a little dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. John Bo, always a pleasure. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E. M-O-F-F-I-T-T or call 605-929-0964. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Excel Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Excel Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Check out the new Ceramic Studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street, TJS Ceramics, inside Oscar's Mini Storage. Bisque, studio time, painting parties, and finished items are available. Visit TJS Ceramic Studio in Sioux Falls today. It's the podcast that creatives in the Sioux Empire listen to so they can learn more about other creatives. It's the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, yeah. Just go ahead. <laughs> say it along with me. You know you want to. One of these days, you're going to do it. And then people around you going that aren't listening, but hear you listening, go, what are you talking about? Well, it's Dave. He always <laughs> says, it's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. Yes, and you know I always love having a new guest on. And today, we bring to the Dipsy Doodle Production Studios... We have Miss Janice Gilbert. How are you? I am great. Thanks for having me. Oh, my (laughs) pleasure. And now here's the thing. I I don't know what to introduce you from. Oh, yeah. Because the reason that I have you here is to talk about, you know, the fact that you've got uh, that live and local. That's part of the pavilion. And that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Yes. And we'll get to that. But you've also been in Goodnight Theater. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so let's go back to how all of this started for you then. What got you interested in singing and performing and music in general? Oh my goodness. That, that we had to go all the way, all the way back. Uh, Let's see. Well, I would say 
singing and performing goes all the way back to just childhood. Mm-hmm. My mom played guitar, and I like to think of her as like um, Maria on The Sound of Music or something, or something <laughs> like that, where she always had her guitar, and when we were on road trips, things like that, she would always sing these like funny little ditties and... I don't know. It was just, that's kind of where it started. Right. Um, and then when I was probably a young teen, maybe 13, um, I just remember this conversation about I wanted to be in this Easter cantata at this church in Falkton. And I showed up with my mom and I was, of course, like the youngest by probably <laughs> 20 years, at least 30 maybe. And this lady just looked at my mom like, why did you bring your child? And I was like, she wanted to sing. And so uh, once I started singing with them, then she was like, oh, she's actually taking this seriously. Uh-huh. And so that was kind of kind of how it always uh, happened. I was just trying to find ways to sing and be like my mom. And um, I grew up singing with my siblings. They all sing. My mom sings, obviously. And then my dad is kind of a closet singer. He is mm, really good at it. But yeah, Well, yeah. not even karaoke. Oh, okay. I've seen him do karaoke one time, and that was with a lot of um uh courage uh, uh, in a bottle yes okay. yes yeah so um so we always just kind of sang and um entertained around miller is where i grew up um right. on a farm north of there mm-hmm. um and sang all through high school all that fun stuff senior honor choir all state chorus um so that was fun and then i went to sdsu for music education and ended up graduating from there and teaching in Arlington for my first job, which was a K-12 job. And that's actually where I first met Bob Wenland as a freshman in high school. Really? I was Yes. Yeah. So I was his high school choir teacher. So that's how I met Bob. Uh, it gets even crazier. Oh, let's uh, hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so after four years in Arlington, um, during that time, I went to the state fair for their Dakota Star contest it was like a okay. talent contest yeah. and i won that probably by hosted saying, by sherwood Linton. well no that oh, one it was wasn't, actually huh? uh that one um i think at the time was chad sharp shank is really his last okay. name but he had c sharp productions out of mitchell mm-hmm. and he had sponsored this contest and it's changed a lot and uh, the winnings are a lot way more than than it was when i won but um Part of the winnings was to record like a CD single with Chad out of Mitchell through C Sharp Productions. And so um, I got together with him after I went. It was Redneck Redneck Woman by, uh, shoot, what's her name? Anyway. Anyway, it was kind of known as Redneck Woman after that, which, you know, you kind of get like pigeonholed in mm, things. Yeah. But anyway. Typecast. Yes, so exactly. Yeah. So I started kind of meeting with him to put together the CD single. Of course, he writes all his own stuff. And I had been writing music for a while. Um, I didn't think I was very good at it. And and I just was, I was writing on piano. Um, I had wrote a couple songs that I played, of course, like at SDSU, at like their Capers event, things right. like that. Um, but anyway, he found out I was a songwriter. And so he's like, well, this CD single, we need to like, write something together and so we ended up doing this really pop uh cd single and he like liked my music enough that he let me have an extra song on there that i had written by myself that was for my brother who passed away when he was younger so that was really cool and i felt like that kind of opened up some um some different opportunities for me he was like you need to get yourself out there and so i don't know why but i just really enjoy singing the national anthem at sporting events so at the time, of course, this will date me a lot, but um, 
I started recording myself singing the national anthem on cassette tapes and sending them to various places. And I actually got to sing for the Chicago White Sox, which oh, wow. was crazy. Yeah. And um, so then all these things were kind of happening at the same time we released the CD single. I started singing like at well, the White Sox was kind of a big kickoff for that. Um, and so then I was like, hmm, maybe I can actually like. I don't know, go somewhere and do this. And so I just, we got it in my head one day. I said, I came home and I said, Tim, let's move to Nashville. And <laughs> he's like, okay, that's kind of how Tim is. Tim's my husband. We've been married. It'll be 20 years this June. And so he's always just been like a really great supporter. And if I get an idea, he's like, okay, sounds good. And he's, you know, now we have a nine-year-old and he gets, um, he gets stuck. I shouldn't say that, but he's at home a lot with Dawson while I'm out doing whatever I'm doing. And so it's just great to have that support there. But we ended up moving to Nashville for seven years, uh, just doing the singer songwriter mm -hmm. thing. I was also teaching down there too. Okay. I had a K-12 elementary music teaching job and it was a huge school. The amount of people in the school on any given day was more than the amount of people in Arlington. So that was insane. It was like an elementary city, school. Yes, like, yeah. yes, wow. yeah. So it was it was a culture shock for sure. And then I would spend like any waking minute after work going downtown and playing in writer's nights or going to writer's sessions, like write, writing appointments, stuff like that. So there for seven years. And then you kind of get burnt out on the process. I was also missing out on my nieces and nephews growing up. And so... We wanted to start a family, so we decided we were going to move back to the area. And we picked Sioux Falls because all of Tim's family lives in the cities, the Minneapolis area. And my family still is mostly around the Miller area. So we ended up in Sioux Falls, and I kind of got to reconnect with people, which was really mm -hmm. exciting. And having relationships with your students as adults is, like, so rewarding just to see, like, who they are blossoming into. Right. And so... I knew Bob. Um, I had seen that he was in Sioux Falls. So we got together at Mama's Lada's one time and um, just kind of reconnected. And um, then I ended up getting a teaching job in T when I came back. Um, didn't really have any idea. It was just like it was an opening. It was a job. And so I, I was totally blessed to find that job. It's been fabulous. Um, and that's how I met Coleman Peterson, because then I was his choir director <laughs> uh, sophomore year through senior year. So it was really strange because like to be like in shows now with them as an adult, like it's just so it's just full full circle. It's really kind of cool. Well, you know, you you are a great singer in and of yourself, but my God, you're a hell of a teacher with those oh, two well, under thanks. your wings. <laughs> <laughs> I was just lucky to be in the right time at the right place, I think. <laughs> yeah, they're fabulous, though. So I've, I've just been really blessed, and it's been neat to kind of look back over the past, I don't know, 30 years and kind of see how it all comes together, you know, and to, to know that you get placed somewhere um but it's not it's not me that's doing the work. It's like, you know, it's like a grand design that mm -hmm. you can't see until you look back. So it's been really fun. So it's just it's nice. Like Sioux Falls is I didn't even know how wonderful Sioux Falls was when I lived in South Dakota. Right. It's like you have to go away to come back and appreciate it sometimes, you know. And so. in the meantime, it blossomed itself. Oh, it too. did. Yeah. Yes. You know, not yeah. just population wise, but uh, the arts and entertainment yeah. community and culture and uh, just uh, everything in general right has uh, flourished so well especially just over the last decade or two mm -hmm. uh, and uh, amazing to you know i 
I relay this a lot in this show is, you know, think of some of the places people go now to perform <laughs> that they never would have uh, 20 years ago. Right. You know, people are going to, you know, uh, bars and which, you know, obviously bands used to do. Mm-hmm. But it was rare that you would see somebody just, you know, sitting up in a corner with a small right, amp yes. and a guitar, singing yeah. their own songs and so forth. Uh, and so you've got to that. And then you think of like, uh, you know, monstrous little theater. Uh, having a sh- done a show at the book co-op and then, you know, at uh, a brewery as well. And so all these different venues start popping up. Yes. People. Yeah. But the other thing is the tremendous amount of talent that we have in this community is just outstanding. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, when you get to a, a spot where you're involved in that, obviously you a have to go, wow, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, also saying, Wow, this is I'm I'm included in yeah. all this talent. That that is really true. Like to just I don't know, I kind of pinch myself sometimes because I I just I'm excited to see how many places and how much opportunity there is here because mm-hmm. you know when people move back from like a big city where it's a hub where like that's where you go to do things like in Nashville or in LA or New York when you come back it's like people have this well maybe it's a perception that the person that's coming back has but um like a you're coming back dragging your tail between your legs and i didn't feel like that at all i felt like you know like seasons change it was time for something new but there's always that feeling of like oh the people back home that are are they looking at me like i failed or something like that and so to come back and to discover that this is even more way more cool than it was down in nashville (laughs) like nashville you all have your little like groups of people that you find mm-hmm. eventually, but it's so cutthroat and it's all like competition. And here in Sioux Falls, it's just been collaboration. And I just absolutely love that. I just thrive more. You with stole that. the words right out of my mouth. You're <laughs> going to find a sticker in your gift oh. bag that says collaboration, not competition. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> what did yeah. you learn in Nashville, though? Oh, gosh. Uh, so I learned so much. I would never, ever take back the experience for sure. Um, my dad always, when he, we told him we were going to move, he was like, well, you know, you can write from anywhere. And I was like, (laughs) well, and he was, he was, you know, that's a true statement. You can write from anywhere, but I think being there and being immersed in it so much, like I learned a lot about myself as a writer. Um, Nashville also like really like encourages people to co-write. And so I learned how to do that. Um, I also think I learned like the craft. So like, a song form a little too much though because now I feel like I feel like now I always have to write with like a certain formula which since I moved back that's gotten a lot better and I feel like I'm writing for myself now instead of trying to write to try to get something on the radio um and I can look at myself more now as an artist because I feel like I went there and I learned the process like how to do it and do it and hopefully do it pretty well. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's kind of subjective. But well, well enough yeah, for well people enough, to say, I guess. Uh, hey, we'd like to have you on <laughs> right. live and local. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, the uh, 21st. Yeah, 21st. Thursday, the 21st. Yeah. Uh, at uh, the Washington Pavilion of the Belbus, mm-hmm. which is a, a fun little theater anyway. But And you've you know had some experience on that theater right. now by having been involved in good night yes uh what have you been having the most fun doing then with the different things oh, goodness. between good night besides doing your own you've got teaching that you're oh yeah involved in and- yeah i i don't know there's so many there's 
there's so many cool things about all of them. I think like with the songwriting um, and live and local, I, I feel like that's going to be my like my chance to almost do more of a storytelling, tell my story. Mm-hmm. But with song, I write a lot about the people in my life, the way I grew up. And I think it's relatable because like we're from the Midwest and we can at least relate to, even if it's not us that grew up on the farm, we can relate to our grandparents or we can relate to cousins that we would go see. And, um, and so I love that part of songwriting. I feel like, um, not a lot and I could be wrong, but I feel like a lot of venues aren't really, um, looking for like people playing original music though. I feel like it's getting better. It's getting better. Yeah. Um, but I just like to myself, like it's not, especially if I'm going to spend time away from my family, away from Dawson and seeing him grow up. Um, I don't like to invest time in playing other people's songs because like, that's not, that's not necessarily fun for me. Um, and I don't like being background music. Like I, I Nashville kind of trained me on that too. I think like they have listening rooms. And so when you go, you sit your butt in a chair and you pay your dues by sitting there and listening and, and ex- absorbing and listening to the songs because they're stories. And so I really like have a hard time sometimes if I'm just like background music for something, which that's important too. It's just not something I want to invest my time in. Um, but Good night has been exciting because I do actually like singing. <laughs> I do actually like singing cover songs because especially if you have an awesome band backing you up, that's been really fun. Um, just to have that collaboration with those musicians. Cause we have some like incredible musicians in Zoo Falls and the good night band is always fabulous. Um, and it's great to have like the energy and the camaraderie with your castmates. And I really enjoy the cabarets just because like, that's probably closest to my medium as far as, you know, being a solo performer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've really enjoyed getting back into like the productions though. Cause I haven't done a lot of that actually probably since Arlington when I was in community theater with Bob and his family. So it's been fun to get kind of back in those productions too. All right. Does that mean yeah. we're going to be seeing more of you then? Yeah. So I am going to be in legendary adventure, which is the next original with good night theater uh-huh. coming up in, I think it's the first weekend of February. I might be wrong on that, <laughs> but I know we start, we actually start our rehearsals this week. So yeah, wow. that's going to be exciting. Yeah. All right. So you got rehearsals, you yes. got your own show coming yeah. up as yeah. part of the uh, live and local. Uh, what do you think, uh, you already mentioned the fact that, you know, this is going to give you the chance to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how long of a story are we, we looking at, you know, your performance is probably 45 minutes. Yeah. I think it's around, around 50 to an hour, 50 okay. minutes to an hour. Yep. And an then hour, we take huh? a little break and then we have another group coming on, which is mm-hmm. Andrea Ross. Ross. Yeah. Yes. And her husband, I was trying to remember his name, Um, but they're going to be fabulous. I saw them at the stage awards uh, last year, I think it was, and they were fabulous. She's she's quite the singer and he plays uh, cello. Cello. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. In fact, she has quite the resume. Yeah. Andrew Oof. Lloyd Webber yeah. and like across seas, like overseas performances. <laughs> All of that. And yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to hear them. Yeah. So. That'll, looking forward to that, but looking yes. forward to you as well. Thank you. Especially having seen you in Good Night. Yeah. And, and I didn't know how much of the acting part, though, you had in you. And, and oh. whether that was. Uh, <laughs> or Sometimes is that just, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just a quote unquote, that uh, kind of natural ham that oh. a lot of people have? I think sometimes it's a defense mechanism. <laughs> I tell people that, but I mean, I was, I guess I was in like shows and 
in high school. We didn't really have like a huge drama mm-hmm. production uh, or drama department. I remember like specifically in like eighth grade or ninth grade that we had um, we didn't have enough males to fill the roles. And so I remember playing. I don't know why this is so vivid, but Sheriff Billy Bold in um, Tied to the Tracks or something like that. And uh, really, I mean, I have not played any like roles that anybody would know. I mean, they're just, you know, I think I was Miss Quackenbush in like community theater back in Arlington. (laughs) I've always loved acting and I've always like since I've been at T too, I've also been in charge of the drama. So I've had a little bit of directing uh-huh. experience with that. Um, and then actually Coleman and I uh, wrote puberty. He did the heavy, heavy lifting on puberty, the musical mm-hmm. um, that we did at Arlington. And then he did it again in at Augustana. So that was really fun. Um, but yeah, I think I'm getting off track, but <laughs> oh, that's what the show's about. <laughs> yeah. So that's been, that's been fun. So also I told Luke Tatchy the other day, I was like, I think I might want to even try like um, uh, improv sometime. I just think it'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. I I have no idea what I'd be getting myself into, but. It is fun. Yeah. I I did it for about 20 years. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It is a blast. And uh, see, there's another thing that we're very fortunate to have. Improv Falls. Yes. It's just an amazing group. Uh, And a lot of those people are involved in other things as well. Uh, But uh, it's funny how you. Uh, have talked about, you know, your previous students, but now here you are with uh, additional students in your full-time job as as an instructor. What do you like to tell them about your experiences and maybe what their expectations of things Mm -hmm. should be? I think the biggest thing that I want them to see is like, they can be involved in this their whole life you know yeah. like they're young and like they can they're they're involved in so many things and like time is just like divided they they don't have a lot of time because a lot of them have jobs or they're in sports and i just want them to like find their passion mm-hmm. and whatever that may be even if it's not cool like in whatever school they go to that you know, if you really want to do something, you can. And the cool part is where they're located. There's so many opportunities for them. There's DAPA. There's their oh, their school. Okay. There's there's so many things that they can be involved in. And I think by me being involved in things in my 40s, like I want them to see that, like, um, I actually auditioned for Good Night because. I, I kind of wanted to see what process they were going through when they came to audition for me, you know, and I was like, I don't understand why they're so nervous. Well, now I get it, you right. know, like it. I want them to understand that, like, I'm in their shoes. I I, I want the I want to see it from their perspective. And so I just hope that that I don't know, makes them feel a little more comfortable with when they have those opportunities at school or in the community. Yeah. So. so you obviously are the, uh, the slash singer slash songwriter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, what do you think your forte is oh, out gosh. of everything that you do? Out of everything. Um, I would say, and I would think some people would agree with this. I, I absolutely love harmony. So I, I feel like, um, I don't know anything with melody and harmony. Like mm-hmm. I feel like as a songwriter, I'm probably better at melody. Um, when I'm in my groups, like performing for either good night or, you know, at church, I perform at church too. Well, I'm in the, one of the bands for um, Sunday morning. Um, I just love harmony. I love like to add a texture to something. I don't always want to be like the main voice out front. I I don't know. I just think there's so many 
that's probably my forte, I guess, would be harmony. Yeah. Well, you you talked about uh, you know you you're wanting to have kids find their passion, uh, but uh, what is the key to doing <laughs> so? Oh, geez, I think you gotta try everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think you know what you really like unless you at least try. I try to tell Dawson that with food. <laughs> <laughs> But that doesn't hurt. That lesson doesn't Trust really me, go over well. Trust me, in 10 well. years, yeah. you're going to love mushrooms. <laughs> you're right. Or in anything other than just chicken nuggets. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would think just you got to have lots of experiences to know what you really, truly like. And and also, you know, I think people, people think that as you get older, like there's that whole, I don't know, some people don't think it exists, but I think, I truly think ageism exists. Like people just think like, there here's is, the yeah. sweet pocket. It's like, 20 to 35 and then after that like you're washed up used up you can't do it's not true like no you're you get better you just get better and better like wine you know i know that sounds cliche but it's so true like i the person i am now the musician i am now is way better than that person back who wrote their first song about their dead cat and you know mittens when when i was 14 (laughs) it's just you get better because you you have experiences and you learn through those experiences you write about them you feel through them you well i'm, I'm going to be 61 in a couple of weeks and i i always knew i had a decent speaking voice mm-hmm. and so forth and i enjoy singing but i never really did voice lessons that way so at the age of 58 i took voice lessons and you, you know here i am you know getting ready to be turn 61 and i i'm starting to hit my stride see you're at you the know? top of your game yeah. yeah and you know it's just a I hate for people to give up on things mm-hmm. because regrettably most of that giving up on things is listening to somebody else that yes. they shouldn't have been listening yes, to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't take criticism from somebody you wouldn't even consider asking that's for so their true. Critique. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get thing. the get the haters out of your head yep, no doubt I mean, about it. And to be honest, like there've been I won't say names on air, but <laughs> there, have, <laughs> there have been I I tend to be like 10 years behind everybody. I've felt this way my whole life. I'm a late bloomer. My whole second album is called Bloom because, well, based on that whole thing, I'm just, I'm always, I always feel 10 years behind everybody. Everybody my age has kids that are like 18, 19, and I've got a nine-year-old. Like, we're just always, I don't know. Uh, where was I going with this? Hang on. There was a point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just feel like, oh, that's what it was. So I, there were several people that um, were, very prominent in my life in music Mm -hmm. that I they made comments such as oh like if I had um changed my major to music ed from just a general education the first comment out of their mouth was um oh what didn't work out for you like it was a second choice Mm -hmm. and it was really the the reason why I had chosen later was because I didn't think I was good enough because the person before that person told me I wasn't good enough. And I, you know, as a young right. impressionable person yeah. thinking, Oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. And then, then that realization that yes, you can. And so it was those negative voices that actually propelled me forward to like, I'm going to prove them wrong. And so I've always, I've always felt like I've needed that negative to kind of, uh, propel Get me forward. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. To just say, Oh, well, I'm going to prove you wrong because this is something I want to do. So if I wouldn't have had that, I mean, it stinks because at the time, 
you know, who mm-hmm. knows what else I could have done. But it, everything has led me to this very point right now. So. Ooh, you just hit another one of my yeah. philosophies. Wow, <laughs> love it. Uh, so being the professional singer that you are. Ooh, that sounds nice. <laughs> Do you ever go out in karaoke? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I feel really bad because I have another former student from Arlington who's been wanting to karaoke and I didn't do it <laughs> all summer long. Um, I'm kind of a sucker for, for karaoke contests and then I get my butt kicked and then I go lick my wounds for a while because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. My sister even beat me in the last karaoke oh contest. My. I know. And so I was like, mm, maybe uh-huh. I should just go have fun. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what is what is the uh, for fun go to? For oh, Janice Gilbert for at Janice Gilbert. I really like Alone by Heart, but then I heard Jess Johansson sing it, and now I never want to sing it again because <laughs> she was so phenomenal. I was like, where did you even think about like how to how to do what you just did? I was like, okay, yeah. So Alone by Heart. Um, I really like. I like to do this Broadway one that Coleman told me about, which was um, oh shoot, it's from Waitress. And it's so funny because like the people around the bar are like looking at you like, what is this, is this song? You just right. brought a Broadway song into this bar. <laughs> um, and then I'm kind of a sucker for the country stuff because that's really probably yeah. my genre. You know, Trisha Yearwood. Oh, my sisters and I, we love to sing like the Kinleys, which is probably mm-hmm. not a well-known um, sister duo. And of course, the the great duets by like. Reba and Linda Davis, oh, like yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Fantastic yeah. stuff. No I, it's it. way more fun to sing with my sisters and then go by myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and know more about your music background. But uh, there's always two questions that we like to end up with. Okay. How you answer question number one might determine whether the second oh, one needs to be asked. <laughs> uh, but uh, when you're not part of the arts and entertainment community, what do you like to be entertained by? Oh. Um. My son is very entertaining. <laughs> he, I have high hopes for him because he, and I don't want to like push him into anything, but um, he likes to beatbox. And as a nine-year-old, it's just so interesting what he comes up with. He's actually pretty talented. I mean, I don't know how to beatbox, but like he, I'll try to do something. He's like, no, mom, not like that. Um, <laughs> so he's entertaining. I also, you know, I'm a sucker to binge on Netflix sometimes. I mm-hmm. really like to read okay. uh, when I get the time to read. What so. What are you binging of late? Uh, lately? Oh, goodness. Um, I'm just trying to find funny movies that like make me laugh um i'm trying to think of the last one that i watched that was really funny um i'm gonna draw a blank now we were watching suits for a while tim okay. and i when we had some actual time to yeah. like so- watch something well, at the same time we have uh, <laughs> been going through um the uh blacklist oh yeah really yeah and it's one of those because you know i never watched it when it was on mm-hmm. nbc uh, then somebody told us to watch it. It's like, okay, watch the first one. It's like, okay. Uh, so we watched like three the first night. Then. Okay. And I came away from it going, why did we never watch this when it was on television? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just intriguing. It's like, got to get to the next one. Is so, that, what's that one about? It's uh, That's the one where James Spader is the world's most wanted criminal. Oh, okay. Uh, but he works with the FBI. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. He, he keeps giving them all these cases of, um, you know, who's on the blacklist and so forth. Oh, okay. In the meantime, there's an FBI agent that uh, for a long time you kind of think she's his daughter because he says he will only work with her. And it's like her first day at the FBI and she gets this assignment to to be with this guy. 
Okay. Yeah, very intriguing. It, that, I would like that, yeah. And, and the best part is, um, you know, here he is, the number one criminal in the world, but you learn to love the guy. <laughs> and his speeches that he gives, are they're always these stories of grandiose things. Well, I remember a time in 1983 on the coast of Barbados when, you know, and it <laughs> yeah. just uh, always takes off and it's just uh, fun, fun stuff. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check that one okay, out. Okay, yep. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the other question is, any other hobbies? Oh, other hobbies. Um, I have chickens. I love <laughs> I, we got in the backyard, backyard chickens. Uh -huh. Yeah, you would be surprised how many people have house chickens, though. Like I'm on this backyard house, chicken. Yes. So not just oh backyard, gosh. but actually in the house. In the house. Yeah, yeah. They they have chicken diapers. Isn't that crazy? Oh nope. wow! I, I showed a picture to my husband. He's like, nope. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't asking, but yeah, no. So and I love to garden. We we have a garden and we do chickens. And I think it's like it's kind of nice. We have a big backyard, and so it kind of reminds me of it's like my own little farm, even though it's not a farm. <laughs> but I mean, it gives me I don't know. It grounds me a little bit, and yeah. So yeah. I love the garden. I love the chickens, even though they tear up some things that i kind of like but you know they're right. they're still fun yeah so, excellent yeah. well you are fun and we oh, love what you, you do uh <laughs> on stage for a good night and uh looking forward we've got our tickets already oh well for live and local uh, and anything else you might be uh up to doing would be fantastic because oh, yeah. I know of a little variety show that occasionally needs singers. Oh, yeah. oh, mm -hmm. what is that? We'll, we'll chat. We'll okay, chat. Okay, good. That sounds good. Janice <laughs> right. Gilbert, thank you so much. Thanks Appreciate your time. Me. My pleasure. We'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just Helping a moment. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at The Bridges at 57th. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails, call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. Thanks again to my guests, John Bowe and Janice Gilbert. As always, the biggest thank you goes to each of you that listen, download, share, and follow. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Besides information about the show, you'll find out when Dave Holly Hour Trivia is going on at Chasers. For all 208 episodes, go online at DaveHollyHour.com. By the way, use the search function on that website. You can look up your favorite artist's See if they've been on before. Then you can go straight to those previous episodes. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Art South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramics Studio, Posh Boutique, The Sky and Tea, XL Chiropractic, 
Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and click on the coffee cup icon. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show by following on Instagram and Facebook. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.